Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Is it Little Friday already? And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. President Dwayne The Rock Johnson. What now? Yeah. yeah. What? Not that it matters, but it's a brilliant indication of where we are as a nation, I believe. Dwayne The Rock Johnson in an interview yesterday, the day before, whatever said he is absolutely not ruled out running for the presidency, but he doesn't know the first thing about politics or policy. He said that, or that's your uh, judgment? He, no, he said that. Okay. Though he knows nothing about it, he has not ruled it out. Yeah. And he probably shouldn't. <laughs> he could probably win. Of course, then what would he do? Yeah, um, Matthew McConaughey, who's been uh, talked about running for governor enough that there was a big New York Times, Washington Post, one of your big uh, newspapers interviewed him, and he clearly had not done any homework on a lot of the issues that you get asked about as a politician. I read some of it, and it was just like, it made you cringe. Um, and and not that uh, not that you can't get up to speed on a lot of that stuff, but the fact that you didn't mean something. Yeah, I'm starting to get the idea that both the uh, the celebrities in question and the voters see the governor's mansion or the presidency as uh, the coolest guy around award, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to hiring somebody for a specific uh, task. At, uh, well, a, a rather wide set of tasks. Or the best known person award or something, yeah. Yeah, the guy I like the best. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to happen to uh, it's going to happen on the left at some point. Oprah's going to run or somebody like that. Certainly hope so. <laughs> and then it'll get super exciting. Yeah. Uh, Oprah versus The Rock. Now The Rock's a very Hollywood guy. He's probably a bit of a lefty, but I think I think we could lure him over to the right. Just he's got kind of that big brawny conservative feel to him. <laughs> Whatever that means. Exactly. I think we need it's a time where uh yeah, the American people can put their troubles on a strong back, and he can handle it, because he's the rock. Uh, right, exactly. Well, you know, Hunter Thompson once said, it's one of my favorite expressions, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Uh, well, when the going gets stupid, let's engage in some good, stupid analysis of how good a president and what party Dwayne the Rock Johnson might uh, run in. Ay ay ay. Uh, ancient Rome, folks, obsessed with uh, celebrities. You can read it. It's right there on the uh, granite tablets they, uh, they scraped. It's how they wrote everything. Engraved <laughs> it in granite. Very time-consuming. I see you still got your balloons in there, Michael, from your 23rd. I do, yeah. I couldn't get them in the car, really. When, so I They're just too big to fit in any car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the two and the three have kind of intertwined. They look like swans. or uh, They look like they're doing it. Serpents. Breeding serpents. Um, uh, yeah, so mylar balloons. My experience, having gotten a number for uh, Mother's Days and stuff like that, they'll they'll hang around for a long time. You can get a good month out of a good uh, mylar balloon full of helium. So enjoy that, Michael. Twenty three years. It's something yeah. to be proud of. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I can hear the 
gratitude in your voice. <laughs> you know, we were talking about The Rock. Do you remember when Obama said this? Do you smell what Barack is cooking? Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Fabulous. Um, so we're going to talk about this later in full, but have you heard the Katie Couric RBG story? I saw this yesterday. I tweeted it out immediately. Ermagerd. So Katie Couric's got a new book out. She was the host of the Today Show, and then she was on a bunch of the 2020 or Dateline or whatever those kind of shows are. For years and years and years, she is one of the biggest um, personalities in uh, newsotainment. I think that's the right term, yes. News TV. Anyway, she's got a book out where I, I keep reading how she just blasts people, and I haven't looked at any of the excerpts because Katie Couric blasting Matt Lauer or whoever doesn't trip my trigger, so I just don't care. I read a review that who she blasts is almost exclusively women. That she comes off as practically misogynist. Oh, really? Which is interesting. I haven't read the book, obviously. Yeah. And never will, unless some strange cult of Katie Couric captures me and puts a shotgun to my head. And even then, I'll probably just skim it and pretend to have read it. Yeah, you you clearly have put more thought into it already than I have, and that's not much. So, uh, But there is an excerpt that came out yesterday about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So she interviews Ruth Bader Ginsburg back in 2016. And uh, when I don't know if you remember what the issues were going on at the time, but there's a lot of exciting things going on at the time. Uh, she interviews Ruth Bader Ginsburg and leaves a part of the interview out because she didn't really like the answer. Uh, she didn't. It seems to me she didn't think the the answer would do her side any good. So she left part of the interview out and we'll get into the details of that coming up. But it's just it's not surprising, I guess. But to have the particulars on a particular issue like this is just amazing. Yeah, because she thought it would damage RBG. Right. But and it was I, an incredibly newsmaking answer, too. I think she thinks it would damage her side also. Yeah. Yeah, true enough. Um, it was her side of the, uh, of the politics. And uh, that was at roughly the same time that NBC was pouring over all the tapes of Trump from The Apprentice to try to find find outtakes when he thought he was talking off the record, you know, to damage him and released one right before the election. If you'll remember the whole Billy Bush tape. Um, Meanwhile, on the other side of the aisle, Katie Couric, on the record interviews with a Supreme Court justice, she's cutting out things that would hurt their side. Right. That's the difference of what was going on at NBC News right there. But the particulars will uh, amaze you. So we'll get to that this hour. Well, and as your audio sommelier, I'd like to point out that would pair very nicely with CNN getting pantsed by Joe Rogan. I haven't heard that. It's good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's it's great. It's voluminous. I'm going to have to uh, whip it into shape. Again, an expression I don't think Brandeis University wants me to use. <laughs> we have to officially start the show so we don't end up in trouble with the FCC. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Thursday, October 14th? The year 2021, where Armstrong and Getting, we approve of this program. Let's launch into action then, uh, according to FCC rules, regs at Mark. I think that right now, um, you know, the honeymoon's over. Who is that? That's Van Jones. The honeymoon's over for who? Old man Biden, I'm guessing. Joe Biden. Okay. Gary? Gary? Well, that bad brief opener. Yeah. We'll we'll get to all that stuff we mentioned, and uh, it's uh, some of it is really really good. Got a whole bunch more people that uh, not wanting to get the vaccine, and how that fits in with getting to keep your job and all that sort of thing. Companies struggling with this all across the country. All on the way. Remember, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, 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 if you like baseball, you got Game 5 Dodgers-Giants. It's a uh, winner-take-all. I can't stand the stress. Playoff baseball, so that's exciting. I'm still getting organized over here. All right. I don't Uh, know. We'll just have to fake it. Coming up, what Katie Couric cut out of an interview with the Supreme Court justice because it would have hurt their side. Wouldn't want just to actually know what they think. Yeah. The uh, the major networks to be need to be involved in picking and choosing what will help their side. That's just fantastic. Well, it'll just absolutely drive home the case in case you're not uh, convinced at this point of what biased advocates these so-called news networks are. Makes it unavoidable. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I'm going to go back to the Fifth Amendment. Specifically... No one can be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Uh, in, and I, I bring that up in terms of the uh, civil forfeiture that some of our policing organizations have gotten enthusiastic about in the last couple of decades, where if they find you with a surprising amount of cash, they declare that you're probably a drug dealer and take your money from you and then make you fight for months and months in court to get it back. It is unconstitutional. It is evil. It ought to stop. Mailbag. Are you going to get to no soldiers in my home? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Become a Third Amendment activist. <laughs> so on to the uh, correspondence proper. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Trish mentions her dogs love it when she listens to the show because they get an extra long walk. Hmm. And it invites us to Memphis where uh, they will host us at their home. And then says, you're probably saying, Memphis? I want people in Hawaii to host us, LOL. I'd love to go to Memphis. Memphis is awesome. I lived there briefly as a child. I think I drove through Memphis once, kind of around it on the interstate highway, so I cannot claim to have ever uh, been Lots there. of cool stuff in Memphis. Oh, sure. Barbecue, blues, music, food. Are you kidding? Southern hospitality. Moving along. Uh, B right. Say, guys, Barry from Thailand. Musk, Elon Musk should send Jimmy Carter up into space. He's older than Shatner and a former president. There you go. Game, set, match. <laughs> he absolutely should, Barry, if, uh, by force if necessary. Kidnap Jimmy Carter, strap him to a rocket. But I don't want to go get in the rocket. Uh, on the topic of white supremacy, guys, the terminology is only half right. It's adult supremacy, work ethic, punctuality, merit, delayed gratification, excellence, achievement. They're actually examples of adult supremacy. Delayed gratification could be the most important thing a person uh, embraces in their life. I would agree. I would agree. And uh, let's see, do I still have... Yeah, I still have that chart of... The aspects and assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. And sure enough, future orientation, including delayed gratification, is considered by the woke crowd whiteness and white supremacy. You realize how racist that is? That is so racist. Oh, yeah. If I just said that, well, if I said it uh, in a different, uh, uh, under a different guise 20 years ago, I'd have lost my job and probably appropriately so. Well, for suggesting that black people can't take on adult attributes, they're like permanent children. What an amazingly racist thing to say. I've said for the longest time, 
the left, in particular the in particular the woke left, is incredibly paternalistic and and just uh, they're, they're horrifically condescending toward people of color. Hey, super wokes, which we probably don't have any listening to this show, but um, if I taught my white kids as a white dad. That uh, showing up on time, uh, you know, uh, staying with you in your means, all these different things, getting getting your homework done was a white thing. You think that would be good? Or is that just unbelievably racist for me to teach my kids that? Right. Or if I you were to say, say that to my kids, only white people really can do that in any context. How horrifying. It's being taught to our kids in their universities, by the way. In their elementary schools, for that matter. <laughs> you know what, what woke means? Be? It means what? you're a loser. Yeah. Hey, amen to that. Uh, so here's a nice note from Jack, from Mike, rather. Jack, a sad state for young Jack today, meaning yesterday's show. The young lad was quite the cheeky nicker this morning. <laughs> the disrespect for James Tiberius Kirk made him sound like a wokerista with pink hair and a sword through his face similar to my Starbucks barista. Moreover, his insistence that he'd never heard or understood the opening lyrics to Brown Sugar is a farce akin to AOC she, saying she doesn't know how to make a vodka gimlet. I don't know what repulsive broke back down in Kansas he may hail from, but when my son was 10 with his Mickey Mouse karaoke machine, he knew that song. I'm aware of the song. I just didn't know what the words were. Yeah, he goes on, blah, 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 the blatant Jen Saki fibbing about his Rolling Stones knowledge. I bid you adieu, he says. I bid you adieu. Hey, Michael played a Trump clip a bit ago. Trump with a pretty major statement yesterday we should take a look at, see if uh, you think it's going to make any difference in the next couple elections. Oh, my. Well, speaking of adult privilege, how about this? Uh, Lance with a really great note. I'm going to keep this one around it and refer to it probably more than uh, once. Uh, American privilege. I read Cynical Theories, which was great. I understand the white privilege and anti-racist arguments. It seems to me that you can make all those arguments to make a case for American privilege. People of all color. Just like how you have to be an act, active anti-racist, you don't get to just accept your American privilege, live your life, and try to do right by others. How American privilege is like the liberal notion of white privilege. You were born into this privilege. You didn't personally earn it. You just got it because you were born an, Amer- an American. That privilege d- didn't come through the purest means. America's power and your freedom and opportunity w- were won through some noble and some not-so-noble no- not means. You benefit from many advantages that were gotten through imperialism, manifest destiny, etc. And if you don't wake up every morning feeling terrible that you were born this way and trying to undo your advantages, then you can understand why lots of white people don't do the same. Not denying white privilege or ignoring slavery, but if the basic white privilege arguments are that you're just born into it, etc., um, I don't see why you can't make all the same arguments about American privilege. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good point. And I like to point about you're supposed to wake up every morning trying to undo it and feeling terrible about it. No. How about you wake up every morning trying to get all the other humans on Earth to share in those same privileges, have those same rights and opportunities? Not try to tear somebody down, try to build somebody up. People are sick. Sick. Wake up. Oh, and you know, the other thing, uh, this is more a discussion than uh, reading an email. Boy, did we get a ton of emails about the EMT shortage. Really, and and it was funny. They ranged from well, it doesn't pay enough to a guy saying, "I'm making so much money, I can't believe it because I'm working so much overtime and I'm getting paid double time." Oh, really? A couple of people pointed out that EMT uh, and and paramedics to some extent, but especially EMTs, which is the lower level of qualification, it's a high turnover profession because frequently people are tr- striving to become a firefighter 
or a paramedic or mm. a nurse or something like that. And it's a good gig, gig to have while you're getting additional training. And they pointed out that all the community college classes were canceled during COVID. Oh. And so the wellspring, the, the faucet, was just sh- shut off. And one more interesting point. So somebody, EMT and paramedic aren't the same thing. They're a different no, they level aren't. of training. Didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so, uh, and the second thing which I found interesting was that there was a huge interest in being a firefighter post 9-11, seen as a hero profession, et cetera, and that has now died down. So the uh, huge number of people who are trying to work their way up that ladder just declined. Prince William with some strong words about the world's richest people using their wealth to fund a new space race instead of fixing the problems of Earth. If Prince William has knowledge of my house being on fire while I'm at work, have him speak up. Otherwise, I don't give a damn what he thinks about anything. That's interesting that that's a growing um, uh, uh, attack from... uh S- certain politics of why are, why are we why are the richest people going into space when they could be spending that money on this or that maybe we'll discuss that later um you're lied to by your media uh and other media pointing that out got a couple of great examples for you coming up in just a few minutes that will blow your mind i think kerblooey if you miss an hour get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this made made the rounds on the Twitter sphere yesterday, at least in uh, right-leaning circles. That's just another example of way uh, mainstream media shades stories for you. Dig this. Katie Couric had plenty of time for her Ruth Bader Ginsburg interview five years ago. She was working for Yahoo, which posted half an hour online. But the former CBS anchor and Today Show co-host deleted a key part and admits she, quote, wanted to protect the liberal Supreme Court justice from a backlash and that she was, quoting again, a big RBG fan. There was a fierce controversy then, as you'll recall, over Cole and Kaepernick and other NFL players taking a knee to protest the national anthem. Ginsburg said she found them arrogant. I think it's really dumb of them. Would I arrest them for doing it? No. But what you're saying is it's within their rights to exercise those actions. If they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventive. But Curra cut the late justice's more inflammatory remarks that the protesting athletes were showing contempt for a government that made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. The Daily Mail reports, based on Couric's forthcoming memoir, Going There, that she acknowledges having lost a lot of sleep over the decision and felt that racial justice was a blind spot for Ginsburg, which is precisely why her comments would have plunged her into controversy. The day after the sit-down, the Supreme Court spokesperson emailed Couric to say Ginsburg had misspoken and didn't understand the question. Couric said she was conflicted but adopted that argument, though the jurist, then 83, seems from the video to understand the question just fine. Couric consulted former ABC News president David Weston, who told her she's on the Supreme Court. People should hear what she thinks. Katie Couric says in the book she tried to keep her personal politics out of her reporting, but in this case, she clearly did not. Being a big fan of a Supreme Court justice is hardly a good reason to keep her own on-camera words 
from the public. Well, being a big fan of the justice and a big fan of the point of view of that justice. The reason she's such a fan of that justice is her politics. Right. And that didn't fit in with the general view of RBG's politics. So Katie Kirk freaking cuts it out of the interview. That is unconscionable. You should be, well, you know, she's retired and she's done. But that's just, that is so freaking out of bounds. That is so freaking out of bounds. Selfishly, I'm just incredibly disappointed that we missed the the poo storm that would have resulted from RBG expressing those opinions. You'd have had people on the right who demonize her saying, well, she's right about that. And you'd have people on the left who lionize her saying, shut up, you old hag. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so good. Do you remember what a big deal this was? Trump's running for president. And, of course, he's really on the side. you got to stand for the national anthem. Fire those players. It became such everybody's on their tribe sort of thing. And if RBG had weighed in with, I think they're not uh, honoring the country that allowed their grandparents to come here. Oh, my God. Yeah, And it would have given yeah. so much ammunition to, to Trump and people on the right, which is why Katie Couric cut it out of there, of course. Yeah. That's just yeah. unbelievable. An on-the-record interview. Not a, she sent it to an email on a friend and somebody has dug this up, or she a, a hot mic caught it. No, this was an on-the-record interview. With one of the nine, a Supreme Court justice, and Katie Couric presumed, well, that was, I'm going to edit that part out. She shouldn't have said that. That's just, well, that's what happens. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, there you go. And and you know what's frustrating? I don't mind that there are people like that who do things like that. I mind that there is a huge percentage of America that is completely unaware of it. And they still think they are getting pearls of wisdom from these great arbiters of truth at the legacy media. You know, they'll probably wake up someday, but uh, meanwhile, it continues to pervert our politics. Ah, I don't watch of, the news. I don't watch know, the news. That's a good decision, son. I support that. So, uh, speaking of uh, twisted politics as a result of bad information, we have been hammering CNN for a very long time for their many uh, sins and, and just incompetence. But they have been at the forefront of whipping up COVID fear. And uh, to the point that, as, as we've discussed many times, there are uh, Americans, the left side of the aisle, believes COVID is 80 times more dangerous to children than it is. They believe it's less dangerous to oldsters than it is. In short, they have wildly distorted information. And that drumbeat has continued. And I am surprised. But Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who's CNN's health guy, who's been omnipresent during the Chinese bat fever, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast and 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 you may remember CNN recently, uh, as well as uh, virtually all of the alphabet networks, MSNBC, were mocking him and others for taking this horse deworming paste like stupid, moronic, Trump-loving idiots, right? Well, Rogan wanted to talk to Sanjay Gupta about that. Let's start with 81. Do you think I want that that's to... a problem, that your news network not... lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Th- Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what did and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill, because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective medication. For parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably, you know, I think, what, a quarter billion people have taken it around the world? More. I get that. Way more. So Way more. Can, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can I just come back to the one I want to talk about? I, two, no, no, two, no, no, Two no, things no. on you the ledger. To, you have, before we get to that, does it bother you that the news network you work for 
out and out lied. Well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? You I didn't think that was did, your, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming But they coming did it with such glee. No, yes, Joe. Yes, I watched. We can answer the question, and Joe Rogan knows the answer. The, the, the answer is, it's kind of fun to paint the whole Trump world as stupid, and that's what we're doing. So we're ignoring the fact that billions of people have been prescribed this drug for things like COVID, uh, including... The developers of it won the Nobel Prize. Including Joe Rogan, but claiming it was morons who voted for Trump taking horse drugs was a lot more fun. And so how many millions, tens of millions of Americans took in the CNN report have no idea uh, of the reality of it? It's really disappointing. I, I don't quite get, I, I kind of do, but how people like the people who run CNN or MSNBC or Joy Reads and the rest of it, do they not understand the enormous damage they do? Are they just making too much money? They love the fame. They're willing to do anything for the fame. They just have no conscience, evidently. Or they're so stupid they have no idea of the the truth, but they have straight white teeth and perky boobs and symmetrical faces and square <laughs> jaws. And so, you know, they, they read off the teleprompter as they're told. But those are a couple of examples right there of, uh, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Very frustrating. You know, I, uh, I cracked the fellows up on the golf course uh, yesterday. We're, I can't remember how it, it, it came up, but... Um, we were discussing the vaccines and stuff like that. And I said, do you know why black people are hesitant to get the vaccine? They said, why? I said, because they couldn't tell if it was a joke or what. I said, because of their concern and caution based on historical abuses of black Americans in the field of medical science. Do you know why white people won't take the vaccine? Because they're effing stupid. Sign the mainstream media. I mean, that's the impression you get over and over again. They're just so blatantly dishonest and or just politically biased. I wonder what else RBG has said behind closed doors. Well, the the story is uh, it would have been doubly good. So either it's interesting that she had those views on standing for the national anthem. She clearly thought it was a stupid thing to do to not stand for the national anthem. And well, yeah, if they want to be stupid, that's their right, she said, essentially. Um. Not only did she uh, have that view that if you're going to kind of go with, uh, well, she doesn't understand the question or she gets confused. That's, that'd be pretty interesting, too. You have a Supreme Court justice that can't understand complicated uh, uh, narratives because that's kind of her job, understanding ex- way more complicated stories than that one. I was going to say, this is one of the great legal minds of our time, according to everybody, including those who think she's wrong. Right. So, uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're getting into uh, well, Roe versus Wade coming up or your Second Amendment stuff or uh, certainly anything around Facebook or anything like that. Those are some complex issues. If you're if you're going to try to claim, well, she couldn't understand what was going on there, the whole standing or not for the national anthem, then, well, she shouldn't have been a Supreme Court justice. I think she understood fine. Just her view was not what the mainstream media wanted it to be. Right. Right. And again, that would have been so delicious at oh the time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine ah, how Trump would have cheated. jumped on that? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got cheated out of just a great sit back and enjoy your popcorn on this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Speaking of controversial cases, the Supreme Court to hear arguments to reinstate the death penalty around Boston Marathon bomber. Uh, what's his name? I'm not going to use his name. Sarnayev. I wasn't going to use his name. Yeah, okay. Not All into right. 
Anonymous like murderer the, coward. I'm not like the Rolling Stone, put his picture and his name on the cover and make him a star. Right. Um, right. But, uh, yes, yeah, so they're going to hear that, and we can talk about that a little bit. And a bunch of other different things we've got for you. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Biden administration is set this week to host a virtual counter ransomware summit to discuss ways to combat global cyber criminal networks. I'm sorry, this guy wants to talk cyber crime? What's his advice going to be? I write my password on the back of a post-it. They never look at the back. <laughs> Beautiful. You remember those cute robot dogs that uh, people were sending around the videos of a year or two ago? Well, they've now mounted powerful rifles on their back, so they are now killer robot dogs running amok. Stay with us. Am I supposed to get one for my home? For the kids for Christmas? <laughs> That's controversial. A puppy with a gun on it? Speaking of guns, um, a shocking number of people that are bringing guns into airports for some reason. Always wondered about this. Airline passengers are bringing guns to the airport in numbers never seen before, says the TSA. Uh, un- also an unprecedented surge in belligerent passengers, as we all know. And if you end up with a belligerent passenger with a gun, uh, of course, you're supposed to find the guns before they get on the plane, right? Theoretically. And that, that's what all that, all that taking off my shoes and waiting in line and all that stuff's for, except for every time they do these tests, you really don't find anything. So all you do is... Make it a pain in the ass for regular law-abiding travelers and and doesn't do any good for finding weapons. But anyway, um, we've had more incidences where people are are, uh, bringing guns through the uh, 4,650 firearms at checkpoints in the first 10 months of the year, which is a a record. In fact, that's already a record, quite a bit more than the full year record from uh, past years. Um, They're not exactly sure why. I've always wondered what's going on there. I, I think very seldom. Is it somebody trying to sneak a gun aboard to do something with it? But I also can't imagine ever forgetting that I have a gun in my luggage. Here's your regular guy common sense answer, I think. Uh, Most of the gun's loaded, by the way. So you're you're forgetting you have a loaded gum, gun in your luggage. Right, right. Uh, I think it's that there have been record gun sales, as we've documented. I mean, extraordinary numbers of guns sold, including to world record-breaking numbers of first-time gun owners. So you got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of first-time gun owners who aren't quite as good at keeping track of them, not as conscientious, and they accidentally bring them. If you're right, and I'm pro-gun, I'm all for people owning a gun, I like owning a gun. Man, did I get quizzed by the hospital the other day, and I just kept telling them, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to answer that question. You're a nice person, you're doing your job, I understand, but I'm not answering that question. I don't have to answer that question. I hate the hospital asking if you have a gun and where you keep it and how you have it stored. Get the F out of here. That's none of your business. Yeah, shut up. Anywho, um, I'm pro-gun, pro-owning a gun, but if you're so blasé about having a loaded gun with you that you would forget you've got it in your luggage, you shouldn't be a gun owner. You should not have a gun. That is a big deal, having a loaded gun with you. Yeah. Really, yeah, really big deal. Yeah, well, I can't argue with that. I once almost brought, I have a device that's, uh, 
It may or may not be uh, lawful in some states, but, uh, you know, if if I decide to uh, press it against you, it'll bring you to your knees, you'll wet your pants and fall over, probably. It's a, a bit of a, uh, a zappity toy. And you carry it anyway, on your person? Uh, I have at times, mm. but I it kept it in my, uh, my uh, messenger bag that I always went to and from work. It was when we were having some really aggressive uh, bums out front getting to the radio ranch in the wee hours of the morning. That's, so thought, that's people who have been screwed over by a capitalist system. Yeah. Back to you. Uh, so anyway, I was going to uh, use that against the aggressive bums should it ever become necessary. And uh, one day I was heading to the airport. I was walking. I got out of my car and was rooting around for something, walking into the airport terminal when I realized, oh, Captain Zappity is still in there. And that's <laughs> absolutely Zappity. That's absolutely a weapon. Um, yeah. To Although be, that's not a loaded gun. But, but to be charitable... Um, I, I think I should be allowed to carry a gun, by the way, uh, and the Supreme Court's going to decide that soon, and maybe soon I will be allowed to carry a gun as a law-abiding citizen with a clean record, but I carry a knife regularly on me. If I carried a gun regularly, maybe I'd get so comfortable with it that I would forget, because I carry a knife with me, and I regularly end up in places where you're not allowed to have a knife, and I forget about it because I'm so used to having a knife with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been, like, halfway to the uh, terminal, when I realized oh, I still got my knife with me, I got to take it back to my truck and lock it up. Um, so maybe that's what, but I don't think that's what's happening. I, th- I think it's it's what you're talking about. So do you get in a lot of uh, knife fights? Is that why you got it, Joe Biden? Do you be- do you b- do bend it and get it uh, rusty at the old uh, rain barrel? Well, it mostly comes Scrape in handy. Scrape it on the curb. It mostly comes in handy with all manner of a household and farm duties of a cutting this or opening that or whatever. But if I ever need to have a weapon, I'd sure as heck like to have it with me. I've been in a number of situations where I put my hand down there. Yeah, got it with me in case something goes crazy there. Wow. Um, it's a Second Amendment right. In case you're beset by corn pop and corn pop. Rather, and corn pop was a bad dude. While and he I, ran a, a gang of bad dudes. While I fully enjoy your comedy. Bad uh, boys. While I fully enjoy your comedy stylings. <laughs> unfortunately, even in an upscale town like I live in, I regularly walk by freaking scary ass people that I have Not no idea that I have no idea what their background is. And I'd like to have a weapon with me. Because your town is infamously soft on junkies clogging up the public thoroughfares and parks. Correct. Man, there's a story out of Berserkly, California. Speaking of liberal enclaves, it's unintentionally hilarious. We'll get to it in full later on, but there's a park there at UC Berkeley called People's Park, which is, you know, straight out of the People's Republic of China. But anyway, uh, they, they uh, are lacking terribly in student housing. And so they're talking about building student housing there. But they're having trouble doing it because there are so many bums and junkies clogging up the park that the students who desperately need the housing are demonstrating, saying, don't displace the bums and junkies in the park. And so the university and the cops and the students are all looking at each other like, what do you want? All right. What is your priority here? Meanwhile, the the women's groups on campus are having to have seminars and classes and all because it's so dangerous to walk by the junkie encampments at night. How's your utopia coming along? So anyway, if you have a loaded gun with you and you forget you have a loaded gun with you, you're probably not treating it with enough respect. I think even my favorite uh, gun-loving friends would agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. You got to have awareness of it. Oh, geez. That's got to be shocking when you're standing there and they say, hey, whose bag is this? That's mine. You've got a loaded gun in here. 
Oh, geez. Sorry about that. <laughs> Can I uh, give that back to me? I'll walk it back to my truck. Yeah, no. That's not what happens then. What does happen then? Did you commit a crime just by having it there? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Now, how often they prosecute or in what circumstances, I couldn't tell you. Do they take the know. taser out of your bag and tase the person that had the gun? Certainly. Certainly. You know, it occurs Barbaric. to me, I've, I've never actually used it. I assume it would work. Your it's, taser? Yeah. Um, it's not a taser, exactly. But um, if I give you 100 bucks, Michael, would you let me try it out on you? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Didn't we do that with Dominic? Yeah. Somebody did. Yeah, he yeah, did. He, that, took... he faked it up. That was fake. He is a lying liar. Dominic would fake something? Yeah, I know. Shocking. <laughs> No, uh, no, my they they tased my brother at uh, Christmas two years ago. That's right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> he was willing, is that a family tradition? He was together willing, with the stockings and the uh, the 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 what are you fruitcake? Try to convince my brother Joe, our younger brother, to get tased. Also, <laughs> see what it felt like, and uh, and uh, he wouldn't do it, which I'm glad because I was a little worried he was going to have a heart attack or something. But <laughs> I got a video of my middle brother, the military guy, so he got tased and. Him screaming and dropping f bombs—it's pretty funny. Pretty entertaining. <laughs> Your family has some weird traditions. <laughs> Did he have the Santa hat on at the time, or was that not part of it? Oh boy! If you miss an hour, go to ArmstrongandGetty.com to catch an hour of the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.